With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Everybody, happy spring to all you fellow actors out there and all other listeners on land, air, and sea. It is I, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only, the Sultan of Stardom, the P in power, the T in terrific, the E in entertainment, the beginning, middle, and the end, the KDOC. That's King of DC Media, William Powell. Welcome to another episode of The Grandest Show in the Land, Inside Acting, where we bring entertaining to entertainment and tell you all about the ins and outs of show business here in the DMV, the East Coast, the Midwest, the West Coast, and indeed the world. Inside Acting is brought to you by DC Actors Examiner, which can be most easily found by Googling DC Actors Examiner. Tonight's guest is Arlette Thomas Fletcher, the director of The Lonesome Trail. It's a Western, and she also has joining her her cast members, including Kelly Russell Swartz, Catalina Parks, Colin McHugh, Lamont Easter, and Craig Huron, the director of photography. Now, The Lonesome Dove, it tells the story of a prodigal son and the war between good and evil. It's the story about a wealthy land owner named Mike McCray and his feeling toward change happening in his town that he built with the spread of his brow. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Now, um, you should know that there's a Indiegogo page uh, pertaining to this film. If you go out to www.indiegogo.com, 
gogo.com forward slash projects forward slash the Lonesome Trail with hyphens forward slash x forward slash nine two three eight four or simply go to indiegogo.com and search for the Lonesome Trail. So I see that she has joined us along with her cast. So let me bring everybody on in. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hey, Good evening. Um, fantastic. Hi. Yes, blessed and highly favored. Thanks for, for joining me tonight. Uh, we're excited to be on with you. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Arlette, I'm going to start out with you. Uh, why do you think that Christian films are becoming so popular? I think people are interested in seeing films that tell a story without a lot of violence and a lot of um, explicit scenes that uh, focus on, you know, uh, blood and gore and um, a lot of Mm -hmm. cursing. And I think that um, what's happening in the film industry today is, you know, you're getting more of that and less acting. And, you know, less storytelling and what's happening also is that you, you know, you got you, you keep seeing something blown up. That, you know, they blow something up because they can't figure out what to do with the scene, so they'll blow something up or, you know, they'll have something, you know, that they've put in the scene that is like a, a big old, you know, uh, robot or, or some yeah. kind of, um, you know... Yeah, but 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 I'm not against that because uh, our film has a lot of um, you know things that are done um, that way. And Craig Heron is our uh, visual effects uh, supervisor, and without his talent, we would not be able to do our film with the production quality that we will be able to do it with. He has created uh, a town for us, um, which allows Red Springs to be a huge mining town, and it allows us to visually see it in a way that is truly um, such a a, a a booming and industrious uh, town, whereas... If we just shot it um, the way it is, you know, currently, you know, we would see a small western town. But this allows us to see a very large and industrious uh, western town in the 1890s. And that's an exciting thing to be able to do. And, you know, he's able to do that um, with these talents um, through um, CGI and through matte painting. And he can tell you all about those things. Yeah, Craig, why don't you pick up on that? Uh, talk about the visual effects in the film. Okay, I'd be glad to do that. Uh, like Arlette says, we are extending the existing sets by using matte paintings, some of which are photographs that are actually textured or projected onto computer geometry, uh, which is... It's like 3D models in the computer, so you have a a model of a house or a saloon or whatever with photographs on it for the textures, and then you can relight it and look at it from different uh, directions. So we we also have a train that's going to be running 
through the town and, and operating up in the mines and everything, and we will extend uh, the existing sets, which are not inconsiderable. We have a, a really nice um, a number of sets, including a saloon, general store, hardware store, a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to be extending the input by putting up green screen and then uh, adding more town behind that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I want to switch gears and talk a little bit more to the actors. Now, um, Kelly, yes, what should we know about Liz Turner, your character? Yes, well, Elizabeth Turner, um, she grew up in the town of Red Springs, Montana, where the film takes place. She is deeply connected to God. She's well-read. She just has a really kind heart. And you know, her father worked really hard for Mr. McRae, who is the wealthy landowner of the town, and her father had to share crop their land from him in order to afford it. So Elizabeth feels really guilty about you know, how hard her parents had to work to support the family, and she really resents Mr. McRae for this. Um, her parents you know, scraped together all their money so that they could send Elizabeth to a teaching school up in Boston so she could get a proper education. And Elizabeth just really wants to help people, and she, she just feels it's her mission to share um, with the people of Red Springs, you know, what she learned up in Boston. So that's why she comes back to Red Springs, so she can be the teacher at the local schoolhouse and in the Sunday school. Um, but when she comes back, there's a bit of a conflict as Mr. McCray, the wealthy town owner, um, begins to start courting her. Um, but around that same time, a new preacher arrives to town as well, Brent Carson, who is from Boston, so they have that in common. And he ultimately wins her heart, so that's kind of where the story begins. Mm, wow, sounds juicy. Okay, well, I'm going to switch over to Catalina. So uh, talk a little bit about uh, Angelina Gomez. Is uh, Catalina on the line there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I play okay, I can hear you now. Angelica. Angelica, Angelica. Gomez. Yeah. Yes, a young woman from Mexico who moved north in search of a better life with her husband, Francisco, and her two children, Ines and Pablo. So Angelica is a very religious character who loves God and her family with all her heart. And the whole family has been, have been moving for quite some time looking for a place to put down some roots but it has not been easy at all, and it's, in fact, it's been very hard to make any money. They have encountered a lot of resistance from the locals, and, you know, there's not many jobs. And um, as you may think, Mexicans were not always the most welcome people, you know, in that town. Mm-hmm. So things started to change when they moved to Red Springs. And um, they met Preacher Brent, and uh, he showed them, you know, God in many tangible ways. And um, you just have to see it. (laughs) All right. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, you know, they tell me there's a character out there named named Jonah Carson, and it's played by Colin. So, Colin, uh, what should we know about Jonah? Well, there's definitely a lot to know. William, first, I just want to say hi to Kelly Lamont, Craig, Catalina, and, of course, Arlette. Uh, thanks for having us all on the show. And 
Thanks, Arlette, for obviously giving me the opportunity to play such a great character as Jonah. Has a ton of arc, um, conflicted with himself and where he feels like he truly belongs. Mm. Um, he really doesn't like the fact that his father's paying more attention to the townspeople while his own mother, um, mm. obviously the preacher's wife, is stricken with disease, which eventually takes her life. Um, that affects oh, no. um, Jonah in a huge way, of course. Um, becomes very conflicted on what he believes in and kind of uh, runs wild for a little bit, kind of goes over to the McRae side to realize a bunch of things and eventually you know, realizes a few other things that I don't want to give too much about the story away. And uh, just conflicted with his internal beliefs and kind of is uh, up and down like a little roller coaster ride. So, definitely a great character. Yeah, yeah, wow, sounds like it. And I know uh, in the course of the story, there's a guy, Bill Barnaby. So, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Bill. Well, Bill, uh, he's a, an interesting character. As a, as a young man, he spent some time as a, a contraband around the uh, Army Union camps during the latter part of the Civil War. And the contraband was a term uh, commonly used to describe escaped slaves or volunteer blacks that were affiliated with the Union forces, but not formally mm-hmm. enlisted in the Union Army. Hmm. So Bill kind of fancies himself as a pretty good doctor with the herbless skills he already possessed based upon the knowledge that was passed to him through old oral traditions of his upbringing, mm-hmm. and then specifically picking up some medical skills by helping out around the Union Army camps um, when there was an amputation. Hey, Bill, uh, help hold his leg kind of thing. So he, he picked up a little medical um, knowledge along that way. Um, uh-huh. Later, he, later he, 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 he gets married, has a son, and, uh, but he found during the, the uh, post-Reconstruction uh, Jim Crow era that he was better off heading west on the open trail and in search of a better, better place to homestead and, and build a better life for his family. And that's what leads him to um, Red Spring, Montana. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of, lot of depth to this story, a lot of very interesting characters. So, Arlette, uh, tell me, what inspired you to write this story? Well, basically, it's it's really kind of funny. Um, I love westerns. I grew up with my dad um, really showing me western films, and um, you know, I grew up with films like Gunsmoke. Um, you know, and basically, that was something that I you know I like to watch. And um, one of the things that I was watching when I decided to write this story was uh, a Western called Once Upon a Time in the West. And the story just inspired me. Uh, and I told my husband, I was watching it with my husband and my two sons, and I said, you know, I want to wa- write a Western. And they said, okay, like, you know, that's a great idea. And it was so funny, I pulled out my computer and I just started writing it. And when I started writing it, I wrote it as a short film. And that was back in 2009. And, I mean, I was so excited about it um, when, I, when I wrote it that I shared it with Craig and I shared it with my husband and my sons and everybody thought it was great. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this short Western film. So Craig said to me, I don't think it should be a short. And I was like, well, I'd like to do it as a short. And I was so excited about that because, you know, I figured that as a short I could do it 
because a big Western film like what we're doing, you know, was such a big undertaking. And I said, you know, I could do it as a short. Um, we could contain it. And, you know, I figured that it would be, you know, uh, a film that we would be able to do a good job with. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, what wound up happening, a friend of mine, uh, Wayne Shipley, um, he was also someone who encouraged me. He's actually what we consider the Western guy. Um, he did yeah. two Western films, um, The One-Eyed Horse and then The Day of the Gun. And right. uh, when he did those films, um, one of the things he encouraged me to do was to do a feature film. And I said, okay, I will go ahead and make it, you know. I, I said, I'll write on it some more. And then I wrote on it some more. And we sat down and he said, it's really shaping up to be a feature. And then I said, okay, well, then I'm going to finish it. So... I finished it, and we all got together and kind of read it. Um, Craig and his, you know, wife, Barbara, who is my costume design person, um, mm-hmm. and my husband, Kenneth Fletcher, who is the assistant director on the film. And we, we read it, and they loved it. They said, okay, well, we're ready to go. So I said, okay. And the one blessing that we had was that the day of the gun had been done, so we were able to you know, utilize that set, um, and um, we were able to uh, have uh, Wayne Shipley and Pat Shipley consulting on our film, so that was really a great thing for us. So um, it's it's been exciting, um, you know, putting, to, you know, the story together and being able to have a authentic Western town that uh, they built um, out there on the Shipley uh, movie, you know, um, ranch. And um, it allowed us to be able to, you know, really do our film. And we we actually went in and we worked on the set and we changed it from the original set to make it into our set, which is Red Springs. It, that set actually used to be uh, Singletree. And hmm. we changed it from that to Red Springs. Um, and it is Red Springs, I mean. And to make it even more of Red Springs, we were able to utilize, like I said, the skills of, of Craig um, Heron. And Craig and I have worked together for, um, you know, quite a few years now. And um, so it was something that we have been talking about, you know, since 2009, about being able to really do this film and really um, – make, um, you know, it look like a really bustling town. And he's really done a good job with that on our on our web, um, on our, I'm sorry, Facebook page. You can actually see the full model of what the town would look like, uh, the mining um, areas and all of that, uh, because it's McRae mining, and um, you're able to see McRae's big uh, Victorian mansion and, his ranch and, you know, where the outlanders will live, um, you know, as they're moving into the town and you're able to see the town just below his house and he's kind of looking, you know, onto the town. And, you know, you mm-hmm. can see the power this man really had, um, you know, in this town. So, you know, that's, that's, that's really, you know, an exciting thing for us and, so that's that's pretty much you know how I came up with it. Um, I wanted to do a story that actually kind of encompassed 
Westerns I've seen, you know, but I wanted to really show it with a Christian theme. And so um, I, you know, I kind of worked on doing the story from the prodigal son within the story that, you know, I wrote for this Western film. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic to be able to, to weave that into the story. That that gives it a lot more substance, I think. So I want to move on to talk to uh, Colin about uh, Colin. What what attracted you to the project? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Yeah, what attracted you to the project? Well, the overall genre was my number one attention getter. I have never done a Western or anything as challenging as that before. And then after speaking to Arlette about the role and the project itself, and I was pretty much just sold instantly off talking to her over the phone. And then I uh, met with her two days later and it became a done deal. Hmm. Now that sounds uh, pretty straightforward. I mean, there'd be a lot of actors would love to do a Western. Yeah, definitely got my attention immediately. Um, and then, of course, when I got to know more about the character and just the tremendous arc with Jonah was very appetizing. And the combination of two, uh, a great genre with a great character, was pretty much a no-brainer, in my opinion. So, and yeah. then, uh, work with Arlette, it's just been a blessing in disguise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, uh, Lamont, does uh, Bill Barnaby get the fire weapon? Well, I tell you what, Bill Barnaby gets to ride a horse, and um, Arlette has been so gracious to provide training for those of us who will be riding horses, and in fact, next week, I'll be going up with Arlette to actually learn to parallel park a stagecoach. That's a joke. I won't be, par- I won't be parallel parking the stagecoach, but I will be learning to to, to um, maneuver one, actually. So that's been great. Uh, we haven't discussed firearms um, I think um, Bill. Um, I think he's he's he he's not much for for um, for shooting shooting guns at this point. Okay, all right. So, uh, Catalina, what research did you do to get uh, into your role? Well, I obviously have to research uh, the time period and. Um, about homesteading because I, you know, I'm from Colombia, so uh, I didn't quite learn that in my history class back there. So I had to, you know, understand what the homesteading mean and all that stuff back then, and you know, that sort of helped me to see where my character came from and to really understand what it really means, you not know, having. A place to live, and you know, um, so so that that sort of you know, you, if you do a, a period piece, you definitely need to research, uh, you know, what it was like uh, to live in that time, and um, you know, now the character that's you know that's you have to do that in any in, in any in any film, regardless of the period, you know, that's just the part of the actor's choice and um you know angelica is just a very religious woman that is just committed to her family you know and trying to make it make uh, a life in the you know 
different country, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So now, Kelly, were you a fan of westerns before this? For before you started uh, filming this movie. Hello, Kelly. Sorry, I was on mute. Can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you now. So, uh, were you okay. a big fan of westerns before the show? I did. Hello. I think we're losing her. And you're dropping in and out. Me? Can you hear me? Okay, Hello? I can hear you now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, were you a big fan of westerns before this? You took this role. Yeah. So, I, I definitely watched my fair share of westerns. Um, I grew up in Texas, so I grew up learning how to ride horses, and it's certainly part of kind of the culture I grew up in. So, um, it's always been a dream of mine to do a period piece, and when I got the opportunity to do a period western, it was a perfect fit. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Fantastic. So, uh, Arlette, I want you to talk about some of the, the challenges that women directors face. Well, I think a lot of men don't on, understand the challenges that women directors face. I think because women um, directors basically, and 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 I, I I you know I talk about that a little bit um, on my Indiegogo page. Um, you know, just the, what what it's like in in terms of the directors that I look up to because of the fact that they have been able to achieve certain things. Um, you know, with like uh, the Hurt Locker and and you know certain certain films that you know it's been a long time since a director um, you know even got nominated um, mm. you know in so it's for women you know it's it's really a very important thing to be able to you know do you know not just film but um, you know not just just any film, but but to do a Western film is, is an awesome um, challenge to be able to do. Um, you know, right now, you know, women are, in, well, in the past, women have been looked at as doing films that, you know, don't have as much meaning, um, that we tend to do what they call chick flicks. Um, yeah. And so to do a film like, you know, the Lonesome Trail is is an awesome experience um, to tell that story. I mean, you know, when you look at uh, people that, like, you know, Catherine um, Bigelow, who did the Hurt Locker, and, yeah. um, you know, who was able to win an Academy Award for Best Director, that was a tremendous achievement, um, you know, and to be able to, you know, not even, I mean, I can't say that I'm like these people, but it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to see those things happening, um, you know. Um, and for me, I would like to have the opportunity to do something challenging. And The Lonesome yeah. Trail to me is a challenging story, and it is a powerful story um, that, actually deals with a man who kind of is a hero of, you know, a champion kind of like of nonviolence, um, almost like, you know, um, you know, Martin Luther King was and and people that 
stood for, you know, fighting wars that were not necessarily wars with weapons, but wars that were spiritual wars and were willing to sacrifice themselves for a greater good, you know. Um, And, you know, in our society today, we look at people and we judge people and we don't um, necessarily give them, you know, more or less the opportunity of just looking at them as everybody is equal. We we still have certain, you know, discriminations against each other. Um, right. And this man in this story, he doesn't have that. And I wanted to be able to tell that kind of story where he looks at everybody, you know, as being important, no matter what their race, no matter what their, you know, their background, that these are these are people that are coming from all over just to make a home for their family and to be able to live. And whether they were poor or whether they were Mexican or whether they were black or whether they were, you know, um, Italian, whatever their, their background, he just looked at them as people of God coming to, you know, a place to you know, build their home, raise their families, and he wanted to show them how God, you know, was blessing them to do this and to also, you know, just allow them to have that kind of life. And um, he wasn't afraid to stand up against this this man, uh, Mike McRae, um, right. for, you know, this land that these people rightly deserve because, during that time, you know, or right before that time, the Homestead Act was 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 enacted, and that act allowed free land to be, you know, homesteaded, and you know, people could come to different parts all over the United States, and you know, in the West especially, and they could homestead and they could lay claim to free land because this was land the government had set aside for them. And there were people like that, like Mike McCrae's, who didn't care. He, You know, he, mm. they felt like regardless of whether the land was free or not, you know, they worked their land and they were there before those people came. And how dare you come into this, you know, part of um, the territory and just take this land and, you know, what did you do to earn it? You know, I worked for my land and I did this and, you know, but the government decided that they were going to do that to allow people to be able to come into these areas and be able to migrate and be able to build, um, you know, a home for their families. Because everybody, mm. you know, during that time, you know, did not always have the money to do certain things. So, you know, that was really an awesome thing. And these people were, were taking great chances traveling to the West from their homelands and going through dangerous, you know, country to get to these places to actually build a home. And, you know, and sometimes when they tried to put in for these claims, they did run into resistance from the the various people in these towns. And this is, you know, this is a story I wanted to tell. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I want to move toward Craig and ask, Craig, a question about the 
the storyboarding for the film, because I know on the Facebook page, there's some interesting-looking animation-type pictures there. And so talk about uh, how you storyboarded everything out. Okay, that is uh, what you're talking about, I guess, is the... uh, computer graphics and what I did was build a model of the town in the computer and those are pictures showing various parts of the town that could be used as a shot. It's not really a storyboard for the whole movie but uh, some suggestions for Arlette to look at in deciding how we might uh, structure the uh, the town scene and where we can put the camera to look at, uh, at some of the buildings that don't exist in the town. Uh, the, the train station doesn't exist. There's a music hall that doesn't exist in reality. But they're, they're showing in those pictures uh, where they're going to be so that the Ardlet will be able to look at them and the actors that they'll be able to understand that there's more to this town than the real set that is there. Hmm. Explain for our listeners exactly what does a director of photography do? Uh, director of photography in this case is going to shoot the movie, and he directs the photography. He's also uh, called a cinematographer. Uh, in this case, I'm doing. I don't. I don't shoot a lot of movies. I shoot some uh, music videos for our lat and everything. But this has so many of the visual effects things that it will work quite well to do uh, to do this shoot, and then uh, I will know where the camera needs to be for all the. The visual effects, it's, it's very important that the camera is facing the right way at the right height with uh, the green screen in the proper place in order to, uh, to pull this off. Any plans to get involved in the editing? Yeah, I'll be editing the movie too, uh, which also plays into what we're doing as the editing needs to go into the uh, visual effects part and then back again. So it's almost like we're doing a live-action movie, but it's sort of an animated movie in the sense not that the people are animated, but it uses animation techniques of, uh, of uh, with the visual effects and everything. So it's a little bit different than just, just going out and shooting a movie. It, it has more technical things involved to it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to ask the actors a question. I'm going to go straight down the list. So I guess we'll start with uh, Kelly. Kelly, what's been your favorite scene to shoot in the movie so far? Well, we actually just started shooting last weekend. So um, this is our first official weekend to shoot. Um, Last week we did um, a number of really emotional scenes. We did, um, uh, it was kind of an intimate set. There was only a couple of us actors on the set. And... um, we shot a scene, I um, don't want to give too much of the story away, but two really emotional scenes, one where I'm pretty sick and then the other where I'm giving birth to my first son. So it was, it, it, you know, it, it really brought me and the other cast members together and um, it was really a great opportunity for me to get to know my character and to, you know, to really um, bring out all the emotions and all the different levels that I'm trying to get from this character into the story. So it was a great weekend of shooting. I think we all were really happy with the footage that we got and, and all the takes that we got. And so um, I think it was a great first first weekend of shooting. Hmm. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, Catalina, uh, what was your favorite scene? 
Well, uh, actually, I was supposed to shoot last weekend because, you know, my scene is going to be outdoors, but we couldn't shoot because um, the rain. It was a very rainy week, and we were going to have horses, and uh, so I didn't get to shoot last weekend, but I will do it uh, in the month of June, and I'm very excited about it and looking forward to it. All right. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, Colin, what's been your favorite scene so far? Uh, so far, my favorite scene has been definitely the most challenging scene uh, for me so far, as well as Kelly said. It was a very emotional and very dramatic scene, uh, a scene where she was very, very sick. And being that she was my mother, it was pretty emotional. And um, uh, like I said, it was very, very challenging to just kind of harness the emotions and... Um, channel that character and try to channel what Jonah was actually feeling at the moment. Um, so, yeah, the most challenging has been my favorite. The most fun so far, though, has been uh, riding and, and bonding with the horses. And uh, for half a day <laughs> on a Sunday, we, uh, you know, was riding horses through through a field, through the wood, through some paths, and uh, that was just a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah and I'd I'd like to thank uh, Cowboy Barry uh, Arlette, if you can give them some more information who, who taught our people to ride horses and brought the horses up for us. Yeah, Cowboy Barry um actually um has a company um if you give me a second I'll be able to tell you more about it. Um he actually um does uh Works with horses and pony. Does does events um, with ponies and um, comes. He has uh, a petting zoo, right, Arlette? Yeah, he does. He along has with the horse zoo. rides and everything. Um, and he um, he does uh, a lot of things um, with his company. Um, if if you went to um, cowboyberryanddandy.com dot com is um, his his company. And it's uh, Stone Eagle Stable. Um, he does he does uh, petting zoo. He has goats, sheep, pigs, chickens, ducks, geese, turkeys, uh, calves, and um, he just yeah. Those are the things that will be in our film. As a matter of fact, uh, he is a wonderful person and does tremendously great work. Um, again, his uh, website address is www.cowboyberryandandydandy.com. And if you're interested um, in using his services, his phone number is actually 443-848-2648. And he's excellent. He will bring ponies to, like, children's parties, and he does a lot of uh, different services. Um, and he is is really really patient and kind, um, excellent at teaching the guys and training them with the horses. Hmm. Okay, I just want to get back on track here to uh, Lamont. What's been your favorite scene? Well, I have to. I boy, um, there's a <laughs> I, I, there's a couple actually. I mean, and like um, Kelly said, we only uh, begun shooting la- last weekend. But I, I have to say, um, the, since we we had a couple of scenes that that I um, I was a, a part of, and I had to go since we're not necessarily shooting in chronological order, 
I went from extreme excitement in one scene to extreme um, distress and emotion in a different scene. So being able to, to go from both extremes was um, uh, uh, challenging for me. Um, and um, a scene with um, my wife who's not on this panel um, in the, in the uh, movie um, played by Antoinette uh, Fisher, the banter that we have in our relationship going back and forth particularly um, in a scene with Kelly. So I really in, enjoyed that, and, and I look forward to more of that as we move forward in the in the movie. Mm, okay, yeah, sounds juicy, sounds good. <laughs> sounds entertaining. I know we've talked a lot about horses. I'm just going to throw out there, anybody can uh, answer this, uh, but who among the cast is the best writer? <laughs> I would say that's Caleb. Um, Caleb's a really good writer. Um, uh, Caleb is actually, I think, from Texas as well, um, and he is a very good writer, at least in terms of the men who are writing. Um, and then there's Vaughn. Um, he is also a good writer. But I would say Caleb, um, of, of all of the guys I've seen writing, um, is one of the, um, the better writers. I mean, all of my guys um, seem to be very good writers, and Colin and uh, James have um, gotten into the writing so much that they've uh, taken additional um, training to really, you know, hone their skills. But um, Caleb, um, when I saw him writing, um, you know, at Cowboy Berry's um, place, I was really impressed um, how he jumped up on that horse like it was, you know, second nature to him and galloped. Uh, and I was like, okay, slow it down a little bit. <laughs> he was making me a little nervous. And I said, oh, my goodness. Um, and then, you know, I realized um, he just, he just, it, he was home. I mean, he was in the saddle and, when he came um, over to me after he was riding, he said, oh, it feels so good to get back up, you know, and riding horses again. And, you know, I said, oh, okay, so you ride, you, you, you've ridden a lot. He said, oh, yes, um, yes you know, he's, he's from Texas just like Kelly. And, you know, um, when you're in that kind of country, it's, you know, it is second nature to you if that's what you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see Kelly ride. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> it's been a long time, but uh, uh, I think it, you know, it'll come back to me. <laughs> well, but yeah, it's well, really fun, and the horses William. that we're working with are really sweet. William, I have to tell you, I think yeah. Bill Barnaby did a pretty doggone good job of riding too. I just, I, 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 I let just um, she she just went right past there. I was waiting for her to talk about Bill's riding skills, but okay. We'll see what you do with that that buggy you were good horse, too. Uh, Bill. Well, Bill to be done a good job riding. Um, I think, um, like I said, all of the men did a very good job. But if I have to uh, mention it, I would say Bill <laughs> Barnaby did a good job as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so Arlette, just talk uh, a little bit about. Um, your plan for the movie as far as distribution? Well, basically, there is a company um, that I am looking at that does uh, Christian films. Um, we, we actually got accepted to the Christian um, 
film um, database, which is really a big deal if you know anything about Christian films. Um, and it's a very exciting thing um, because, uh, you know, you're, you're reaching out to the audience that would be interested in your film, even though I believe our film will cross over um, all genres, um, and it won't be just focused, excuse me, on one area, but it will be focused, uh, you know, in secular and Christian communities. But um, we are looking at um, a company um, that will be uh, sending our film to, uh, and the name of that company is, if you bear with me one second. Um, okay. It's called a Farm Film. Um, it's a okay. subsidiary of uh, Sony Pictures, um, and we're going to, you know, we're gonna we're gonna look at that um, as an option. Um, we're also gonna look at DVD, you know, as an option um, because. That's something we can do through the Christian database. Um, we're also going to look at, I mean, we're going to send the film to festivals first, um, and festivals are a good way to, uh, you know, get distribution. So that the first thing we'll be doing is the festival circuit, and we will be sending the film out to several festivals um, and hoping that, you know, it will get picked up. Um, and um, then we also will be looking at trying to get the film um, in some kind of, um, you know, um, what what my greatest dream is to be able to get a a Dove Award. Uh, So I will be uh, putting the film out there for the Family Dove Award and hoping that we will get the Dove Award seal for the film. Um, I think we have a good chance at getting it. Um, especially since we've already been accepted on the Christian database. Um, And if we are able to get that, uh, being able to try and see if the film can go to the Hallmark Channel. These are all pie-in-the-sky dreams that every filmmaker has when you are looking at your film. Um, But um, the, 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 the reality is you do have to have a distribution plan, and that is my plan um, to put it out there and promote it. Um, and quite naturally, that does take uh, quite a bit of funding to do that. So um, that's why we're doing our Indiegogo campaign, because um, festivals cost a whole lot, um, and you don't just send to one festival. You might send to uh, 50 to 100 festivals trying to get, you know, you target, but you're trying to get your film in front of the right people. And um, it can run you um, a pretty good piece of change when you start looking at doing that, especially if it's like $100 or $50 a festival. um, You know, it can run you quite a bit. And and we also plan to do marketing, um, you know, putting together a good um, package, you know, um, if we, um, you know, find ourselves having to go the DVD route we will have to right. find a good uh, company to do the marketing package and put that together, which can be quite expensive as well, um, putting that package together and, you know, getting everything done. Um, we also plan to do a very good premiere of our film when, when it's finished, and um, hopefully we'll be able to do posters and different things 
um, you know, with our actors, and we plan to, um, you know, try and do some promotion of our film, hopefully, um, you know, on the radio and, you know, uh, through um, some media outlets. So we do have plans to um, promote the film as much as we possibly can. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so we're coming down to like about nine minutes, so we just want to go through everybody and just ask, uh, why why should the public go see this film and how fans can keep up with your career? So I guess we'll start with Kelly. Why should people go and watch this film when it comes out? Well, um, as we talked about, you know, this movie just tells such a great, compelling story about love and redemption and forgiveness. And you know, the core message of the film is around the Bible story, the prodigal son, and you know the lesson about how if you fall or stumble in life, you know God will always welcome you back with with welcome arms. So it's it's a great story, but it's also a film that every member of your family can enjoy, no matter what their age. And it's just something that you can all watch together. And we're really proud of of the film. So. Uh, I think it, it's it's going to be an excellent film once once it's once it's done. Um, in terms of following myself, you can go to my website. It's www. Kelly K E L L Y R Schwartz S C H W A R T Z dot com. Good answer. Okay, Catalina. Well, William, I think uh, this movie is going to be very uplifting and positive, and as Kelly said, it's a family movie, so anybody can see it, and I think it's going to be a great movie, and Arlette, it's a great director, and it's going to show in the final product because it's been a privilege to work with her, and she puts a lot of... Um, love in everything she does and it shows and a lot of passion and I think it's going to be really a very good movie um, I think you're going to love it Colin, go Well, to reiterate what Kelly and Catalina said you know, it's a great family field movie they don't really make westerns anymore not to mention an acting field family film such as this one so I definitely recommend everyone to check it out whenever they have the opportunity and um, check out my website as well, columnbmcq.com. Also, my production company is Oddbrain uh, Productions with my film partner, Sam Shank. And uh, that's it. Go. All right, mm-hmm. Lamont. Yeah, I first would like to say it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure working with um, Arlette as a director. It's been a phenomenal experience so far. Uh, as To echo what Catalina said, um, she just gives freely of herself. I mean, as an actor, you can literally call her or Skype with her at any uh, time or day um, to, to ask questions and, and to work, and she's willing to open her home up to you to work with you, and I, I find that just absolutely um, refreshing. But um, to follow me, um, you can certainly go to my web- website, www.lamonteaster.com, L-A-M-O-N-T-E-A-S-T-E-R.com, or Lamont Easter on Facebook. Okay. All right, Craig. Oh, man, leave me for last. Boy, everybody said everything <laughs> that there is to say. Well, you're, you're, uh, not the, you're not the very last. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Well, then let's go to the next guy then. And I'm just... Uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, getting an, a really nice look to the movie, as well as the you know the the niceness of the story. We want a bright, 
uh, uplifting kind of look to the movie as well. So we're going to work very hard to get that and get some really good production value with it. And I think you should see it for that. If you want to follow me, you can go to uh, look for Heron Designs on Facebook. Hey, William Powell. Yeah, yeah this is this is uh, Lamont again. Um, I, I did mention the the first part of your question, which is I, I think it's a it's a a lovely story about faith, redemption, forgiveness, making the morally right choices, and I I think it has something from for everybody from a a a um, what would what I would call a um, a interdenominational um, perspective doesn't matter what your faith is. These are foundational things, regardless of your walk in life. It's the things we learned in kindergarten that if we all put into action, it would be a better place. So I think that's one of the the bylines in the story. Oh, very good answer. Okay, Arlette. Well, I think that um, they should see the story because it is a family story. Um, you know, oftentimes we want to find something great we can do with our families. And, you know, to be able to go out and see a good old-fashioned Western um, with your family that draws you closer together is an awesome experience. Um, you know, families don't do that as much as they should gather together and get to see a good story, you know, you know, a story that will make you laugh, a story that will make you cry, a story that will make you want to lay on your, your husband's shoulder or your son lay against his mom or, you know, a story that just draws you closer together. And when you leave, you talk about that story and, you know, it reminds you of one of your relatives and you're able to, you know, use it as a learning tool, um, I think that's why people should see it. And, you know, to learn more about it, they can go to our website as well. Um, that's childadvocates37.wix.com slash the lonesome trail. Um, and they'll be able to see um, some more things about the film. Um, and I think, um, like Lamont said, as well as Kelly, it is a story of redemption. We all need redemption. We all need forgiveness. Um, because none of us is perfect and we make mistakes. Um, we, you know, putting aside the, the Christian story, which it is a Christian story, but putting putting that aside, um, being able to get along with others and not look at yourself as being, you know, superior to everyone else, but, you know, in, in you know, just being human and, and having that humanitarian spirit of, reaching out to someone who's less fortunate than you and lending a helping hand. I think that's a story to be told, and I think people will enjoy it. And, and in fact, well, uh, an, another, point, another point to add is that it has incredible actors in this film. <laughs> and it does. I second that. It does have some incredible <laughs> actors. Um, <laughs> And the great thing about the incredible actors is that they're so modest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, people wow. are going to remember wow. where they saw well, some hey, of these actors we're first. short on time, so I just want to thank you all for coming on the show. It's a, I know it's going to be a fantastic God-inspired movie, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Thank you thank so you. much. Thanks for thank having us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, have a, all have a right. great day. Thank you. Okay.
Yes, yes. Have a blessed night and a blessed week. You too. Well, you too. All right, all right. And, dear listeners, let me leave you this proverb from the Bible, uh, Proverbs 23, 4. Labor not to be rich and cease from thine own wisdom. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.